everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Today, I would like to talk about adult coloring books for anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've never clear, heard of these before you... Um, what? You, know, you never heard of these? I hadn't. I hadn't. You, you never had a client like ask about this or anything? No. no. Oh, interesting. Okay. This is a brand new. <laughs> and for all you listeners out there, um, we, need, we mean adult as in for adults who want to lower their anxiety. <laughs> really good specification. Yeah. Not like triple X adult. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are, these are entirely appropriate, but they're, they're although if triple X anxiety, you know, coloring books, lower your anxiety, <laughs> we're not going to stop you, <laughs> but yes, they're, they're essentially, they're these things that have become popular in the last, I don't know, 10 years, maybe, especially the last five years. And they're, they're really just coloring books, like little kids, you know, have coloring books. These are just slightly more elaborate coloring books for adults that are sort of framed as um, mindful coloring books or anxiety reducing color books, coloring Mm -hmm. books. The idea being that if you just spend some time and just color, um, it will lower your anxiety, make you more mindful, help you with stress, that sort of thing. Um, So I I sent you a couple links to some of these on, on Amazon. What, give me your raw, unfiltered first impressions to adult coloring books for anxiety. Um, it's, it's the same. I, I mean, I, I don't mind them. <laughs> I, 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 it, it, to me, it all depends on, um, the function, right. And, and the, the way that these books are presented are kind of that they're going to teach you mindfulness and, um, and that you can use that therefore to lower your anxiety. And perhaps, you know, you could integrate something like this into some kind of mindfulness exercise or practice. But for me, um, mindfulness has a specific purpose um, as a psychologist, you know, Um, and mindfulness is, is kind of your ability to focus your attention. Um, on what you would like to focus your attention on and then therapeutically as a psychologist can you use that focused attention to generate um uh decisions outcomes behaviors that might um increase the odds of you reaching a goal um or or something useful for your life that's that's how i as a psychologist um now now um does a coloring book do that for you? I don't know. You know, maybe. Um, could it? Maybe. I don't know. But um, I could see that this coloring book or these coloring books could be used as a way to draw your attention to something like coloring um, and that drawing your attention to something else for a time, uh, especially when you're anxious and worrying um, is, is, is a good idea <laughs> in, in some way. Um, but the, the idea that the coloring book itself is the instrument of all that. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I is there research about how effective these are? I have no idea. Um, 
<laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah. who knows? But I, it's okay. So I bring this does up. What because... I said, which, does my take on this make sense? Which is, which is kind of vague in general, but I, I'm trying to keep it that way because I Gentle don't know. skepticism. Is, yeah, 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 very much, very much, very much. I think that would be a good way uh, to put that. Yeah. So that's, so I think I've seen these things for a long time and, and occasionally clients have asked me about them and I, my attitude's pretty similar. It's like, well, I mean, honestly, this stuff, this seems kind of hokey and superficial and like, I don't know if you really want to get serious about like your anxiety, I don't know if this is the way to do it, but you know, whatever, if you want to do some mindful coloring, like knock yourself out, I don't really care that much. Um, that has sort of been my attitude towards these things until, uh, I think it was yeah, two days ago. I was, uh, my, my, my girls both really like to draw and color and do arts and crafts mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and what they really like is they, they like me coloring with them. So not that mm -hmm. kind of this parallel play thing, we're not literally working on the same piece of coloring, but they just yeah. like it when I sit next to them and make my own drawing as they're making their own drawings. Um, and the other day, usually it's kind of free form, right? we got a blank piece of paper, we're just drawing whatever. But the other day they had these coloring books specifically, but I don't know, like Disney characters, like coloring and like Mickey Mouse, stuff like that. Um, and so I, there was one that was, was kind of elaborate and I was, I was being very like detailed about which colors I was using. And, and I was, I realized I've been doing this for like 15 minutes and it occurred to me, I like, wow, I've been j like just focused on coloring and like in the zone. And it, to me, it felt very much like a, kind of like a flow state. You know, people talk about yeah, yeah, flow yeah. states, yeah. like professional athletes or musicians, where they're just so consumed with what they're doing that they're kind of in this, like just in the zone, right? In the right, groove. Right. And interestingly, this felt a lot like that in the sense, not, it wasn't quite as intense as that, but it was like, I sort of lost track of time. I was, there was no real like mental chatter in my mind. I wasn't thinking sure, about sure. what I had to do. I wasn't thinking about like whether I was doing a good job or not. I was literally just doing this thing. Um, mm -hmm. And so it, it kind of got me thinking like, hmm, like this is sort of interesting that it, it had this effect unintentionally of a kind of like quieting, like the inner chatter, right? Like my self-talk and all that kind of stuff. Like I was just doing, like I wasn't really thinking about much at all. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and so it, it just kind of got me thinking like, huh, like, yeah, I could, I could see the appeal of this. Um, now, whether it's a useful tool for dealing with anxiety, especially clinical levels of anxiety, I don't know, but, but it, it kind of piqued my curiosity because it, it seemed to have this, A, it had this sort of mind calming effect where like the, the inner chatter sort of like faded away and I was just doing something. I wasn't thinking about how I was doing or what I needed to do or what I had done in the past or like all that kind of stuff. I was just yeah. focused. And that turns out is like kind of calming. Like when you can turn down the volume on that yeah. inner chatter, well, and, right? And, and that's what I think it would be really useful for. Just to, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't give these books a real thorough review or anything, but um, uh, you know, the, the idea that this could be used to help focus your attention, I absolutely agree with that. That makes perfect sense to me. Calling that mindfulness though. I don't think that that meets mm -hmm. a lot of really therapeutic definitions of mindfulness. I think that's, that's not the same thing. That's my, would be my point to make, I guess. Yeah. But I was, man, would do they focus your attention and maybe help calm uh, that chatter? I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And I, I think maybe like if I was, if someone, if some huge adult coloring book company brought me on as a consultant and said, I want, we want you to make the case for, for mindful coloring books psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. would imagine my, my argument might be that 
these things aren't, maybe they're not mindfulness themselves, but they, maybe they are tools for facilitating mindfulness or anxiety reduction or their or the ways. initial steps of mindfulness. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So you got somebody yeah. who's really, either they're really skeptical of mindfulness or they tried it a lot. They really don't like it. Or they're just kind of like, they're just having a hard time getting into it. Right. This could be kind of an easy, gentle way to sort of introduce some of the concepts and experiences of mindfulness. Or even frankly, if you're talking about self-talk, like which is not every therapist in the world, like eventually has a conversation about self-talk, yeah. right? Um, yeah. It, this could be a way to help people experientially feel what it's like for that self-talk to kind of fade away. Um, or to, and for you or to just to focus the their attention. Yeah, exactly. I, and, and, and I would make that distinction maybe that it's, it's, you, you, you've uh, pointed out that the chatter, uh, the volume on the chatter gets lowered. And I would actually call that your attention is drawn in, in a more intense way to something and, and thereby you don't have the attentional resource for that chatter. So it's not so much that one is decreased so much as the other is amplified, I think. Your yeah, it's like the if a tree falls in the woods and no one hears it <laughs> yeah, to make yeah, a sound yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. The, the experience of it is that that mental chatter goes down, even if what's actually happening is your focus is on something else in a really kind of intense whole way, and and the effect of that is it feels like the self talk is going down. Like, there you go. I think that the the important distinction there though is that it's the emphasis on what you control, which is your attention. Exactly. And that you can't, you can't just say, okay, self-talk stop or yeah. like force your self-talk to go down. You, so by really pointing out the amplification of your focus, there's the part that's under your control maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, and even in doing something that has the result of, and that's the interesting thing about coloring books too. I was thinking about this. What's, mm -hmm. what's interesting about them is that they, they have this kind of like sweet spot mixture of, they, they give you just enough kind of structure and sort of achievement orientation. Like it's very clear, like what the goal is, you know, you're, there's Mickey mouse and like, you're going to use colors and fill them in and try not to outside the lines. So it's, you're working on a task, right? Like you have a relatively clear set of kind of objectives, but it's not that like, there's, there's nothing on the line, you know, to, like your performance doesn't really matter that much, but you've got something to do and you've got some basic guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, but not so much that it makes you kind of neurotic about it or anxious about it. Right. So yeah. there, there's something about that interesting balance of a little bit of structure and focus helps you get into that, that, that highly focused kind of almost flow state. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas too much can, can kick you out of it and not enough um, obviously lets your mind, your mind can kind of go all over the place. And um, so I, I, yeah, I think it's a really interesting way to, a, maybe get into my, like mindfulness and kind of learn more, more about it. Um, what do you make though of the idea that it's useful for anxiety specifically, like as a way to deal with your anxiety? The coloring book? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, I would just repeat, I, I guess in, in any way that that book may facilitate um, your increased learning and awareness around your anxiety, that could be helpful. I don't know that a coloring book in itself, honestly, do you remember biofeedback in, in graduate yes, school? Definitely. This reminds me a lot of biofeedback mm. where um, 
the mistake that people learn with a lot of biofeedback equipment, which basically to, to catch people up, if you've never heard of that, is this, this is kind of computer equipment or software or devices that were used to kind of help um, people gain some control over their physiology by simply mirroring, mirroring back to them um, um, information about their own body. So like heart rate, yeah. um, muscle See? tension, you see what your heart rate is and then they have you do a deep breathing exercise and you can see your heart rate go down right, and then they right. say like you know hyperventilate and it goes up again and you, so you get right and so they, you you can help clients because you can hook them up to one of these machines sometimes and they can kind of see um what it feels like and and to see it visually when they're breathing slowly and when mm -hmm. they're calm and what their heart rate feels like when they're doing that as opposed to when they're panicked and and or if you've got muscle tension and migraines, you help the client learn how to relax those muscles and actually see it and feel it and kind of it's, it's meant to be kind of a mirror that they get to kind of um, help kind of learn and, and teach themselves how to relax or whatever it is. Um, and, and these things seem to be very similar where they they could be useful tools in helping someone learn a new skill and develop useful information about handling the, their anxiety, but in and of themselves, I don't think they're cures for anxiety. Yeah. That and, that, and that's how I think about it. Like I, this is an interesting, like routine. You might get into a routine where in the evenings as a way to sort of unwind, you do some, you do your mm -hmm. mindful coloring mm -hmm. book. Right. But I would be wary of people doing it as a coping skill for anxiety in the moment, because it, I think it falls into the trap of all coping skills, which is yes, it might temporarily make you feel less anxious, but what are you teaching your brain about anxiety? Oh, this is bad. I have to get rid of it. I'm going to do this coping skill to not feel anxious anymore. Mm -hmm. Where really the idea is I can have this routine that I engage in and it happens to lead to a kind of a, a calmer mind. Um, and so that, that would be my take on like whether you, if you would use something like this for anxiety is work it into your routine as sort of a regular, you know, practice. But I would be cautious about using it specifically as a, oh my God, I'm super anxious. I better do my mindful coloring right now. Yeah. And I, and I could see myself maybe using them in the initial stages of therapy with a client with anxiety, maybe um, as an as a exercise to kind of um, focus attention, you know, but I would want them to almost um, repeat to themselves or, or remind them themselves that I can do this other thing to focus my attention. Mm -hmm. And I'd, I'd want... I'd want their learning more around their attention being focused rather than I need my coloring book. Right. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.